That is so fetch. Gretchen, stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. Hey there, enthusiasts. Welcome back to Hero Talk. I am your host, Judge Greg. Joining me today, I have Jeff and Jen. Welcome back to Hero Talk. Thank you. Thank you. All right, today's topic. Today's topic, there's a story behind it. I, I'm always looking for ways to sort of expand the scope of Hero Talk. And it's not that I'm ever running out of the normal Hero Talk fodder, because I'm not. Man, there are, those movies will never end, and they make more. But I, I personally enjoy movies that are usually outside of my usual Hero Talk realm. And I just like talking about different things. And I was thinking to myself, what could be the one movie that kind of shatters the expectation and lets the world know you could hear anything on Hero Talk? <laughs> And I think we found it, because yeah. today on Hero Talk, our film will be the 2004 American teen comedy, Mean Girls. Yes. And we're also, we're sw- we're switching up the format a little bit here. Typically, a, a Jeff, Jen, Greg podcast goes, Jeff and Greg saw the movie <laughs> in the 80s, <laughs> then we're watching it again for Hero Talk, and Jen is seeing it for the first time. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to shake that up a little bit. This time, yeah. this is a movie that Greg and Jen have seen uh, many times. Oh, yes. Uh, we, we've, we've had full conversations <laughs> that were just quotes from this movie. <laughs> and oh, yeah. Jeff is the one who gets to watch it for Hero Talk. Yeah. So... So we're shaking it up, and I, I I feel like this isn't as important as it usually is. But Hero Talk is a spoiler podcast, <laughs> so nothing is off the table. Everything is fair game. You've been warned. All right, yeah. so let's get into it. I bought this movie. It was an impulse buy. It was a, a really super cheap buy. I think I got it for five dollars. And I was I I think it was at this time in my life where I was just kind of watching Rachel McAdams movies. Ah. So I thought, well, you know what? Let me give this one a shot. You know, I, I've seen the commercials for it, and they looked really, really bad and stupid. But, you know, whatever. And it's it was uh, written by by Tina Fey. The screenplay is by Tina Fey. She based it on it was his book, uh, Queen Bees and Wannabes. And I listened to the to the director's commentary, which had Tina Fey on it. Mm. And she was talking about how when, when she was pitching it, she didn't quite realize that Queen Bees and Wannabes was not a novel. It was like a, a, a help book for parents on teens. <laughs> So she was kind of wondering what to do with it, and I think what she did was brilliant. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of a fan of Tina Fey's work. I, I like 30 Rock and a lot of the other stuff that she's written. So I'm like, well, Tina Fey's funny, and Amy Poehler's in it, and I love Amy Poehler, and Rachel McAdams is in it, and as we've already established, I like Rachel McAdams. So it seemed like it was it was set to be something that would at least keep me mildly entertained. If nothing else, it was five dollars. It was less than the cost of actually going to see a movie. Uh, Lindsay Lohan, I could get, I could take or leave. I don't really care so much about Lindsay Lohan. Although it is kind of nice to see Lindsay Lohan, you know, before burnout. <laughs> just, yeah. Just to remind us what the before was and captured in a moment in time that didn't last very long, as it turned out. <laughs> so full of promise and youth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But anyway, uh, I I had no idea when I watched it for the first time that I was going to love it as much as I did. But I did not stop laughing through this entire movie. And I mean, it's a movie where I watch it like that was funny. And then I watched it again. It was still funny. And then I watched it with the commentary and the commentary was funny. And I, I've watched this movie and watched this movie. And as luck would have it, it has just recently come to Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> so I have in the last four days, I've watched it twice. Nice. <laughs> So there we go. That's that's how I came to find Mean Girls and how it became one of my favorite movies and one of my go-tos that I just have to watch when I see it. So, Jen, what do you think of Mean Girls? Well, I I mean, you know, I absolutely love it. I've seen it countless times. Um, I think I was a little bit behind. I think I didn't see it until maybe two, three years until after it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was on this little, like... Lindsay Lohan trip where I was just wanting to see all of her movies. I actually really, I don't want to say like her because I just, I just feel bad for her. At She's this taken point. a different path but, than we right. But at, at this time, I, I really just liked her movies. I mean, they're kind of like silly, girly, fun, Freaky Friday and Mean Girls and Parent Trap. And uh, there's a few others. I can't remember. But I was watching a lot of little cute, girly movies and, you know, Hillary Duff stuff and like that. So obviously I came to Mean Girls. I think I just bought it. Yeah, I bought it off of Amazon because, like you said, it was cheap and it was just, oh, I'm sure this will be good. So, yeah, Lindsay Lohan was my draw to it. But um, loved it right off the bat. I've watched that DVD so many times. 
And I've seen it twice since it's been added to Netflix, too. So, yeah, I just, I mean, I will get into the cast and everything, but I absolutely love everything about it. It's still just as funny now. Yeah, I agree. I was I was laughing at, at all the same parts yeah. at this most recent viewing than I ever have. <laughs> yep. All right. So, Jeff, the, the, the Hero Talk audience is dying to know. <laughs> What did you think of Mean Girls? Well, look, I, I had uh, I had never seen it all the way through. I, I think I'd seen maybe a maybe fifteen minutes in the past, and um, really didn't have much of an impression. I, I remember a few Tim Meadows scenes, and you know, I know Tim Meadows well enough to know what I'm going to get with Tim Meadows. And <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, he's always good at, at everything he does. But uh, yeah, I was uh, even even though I had a very strong recommendation from you two, I was uh, pleasantly surprised how much I liked it. Like Saturday Night Live movies are, I mean. I don't know if you two agree with me. They are kind of hit hit or miss quality wise. Maybe more miss than than hit. Like, um, I, I would say that's fair. I mean, yeah. yeah. For every Wayne's World, you have a ladies' man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, that in it of itself is not a stamp of quality. But when you look deeper into it and look at the cast, the writing, and everything, it's well. I mean, we're going to get into the cast, but the cast is amazing. Like. I, I knew it was a good cast, but when I actually s- sat down and watched the film, I, I realized, wow, it's even better than I thought. I mean, even uh, even Katie's parents in a minor role or two, like of my you know my favorites <laughs> in terms of comedic actors. So, and, and you know, it, when it, it's a significant cast if you consider what everyone has done since 2004. Yes. you know, just even in even just the plastics. I mean, that's a that's an all star <laughs> yeah. lineup, really. Um, and then, you know, a bunch of Saturday Night Live alums, you know, from Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, Anna Gastier, and of course, Tim Meadows in, in one film. As I said before, sometimes that would give me pause. But in this case, everybody was really on point. I, I High school movies are kind of hit and miss for me, too. Sometimes I quite like them, you know, other times the uh the sniping is just really on point like it was in this film like the humor is 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 adult and yet still passable as high school humor <laughs> um yeah i really really liked it love the performances there were a couple of just throwaway lines uh i and i don't say throwaway to be denigrating but there were a couple of just sort of throwaway lines uh that were just floored me how funny they were and <laughs> Knowing that Tina Film was helming, uh, Tina Fey was uh, helming this. I guess I shouldn't have been that surprised <laughs> that that sort of humor. Uh, yeah. Made cut, yeah. I mean, she's good at what she does. I I, yeah. I like most of the stuff she writes because she's she's just a legitimately funny person. Yeah. And, and all the actors really really sold it. I mean, even down to minor roles like Glenn Coco were just <laughs> priceless in execution. <laughs> yeah. Really. So yeah, no, I really really surprised how much I liked it. You know, like it, it, it's probably been. You'd have to go back to the first American Pie movie for me to have liked a sort of, you know, high school hijinks film as much of this just mm-hmm. on first blush. But yeah, uh, I, I'll definitely be going back to it. That's for sure. Right. It, it is. It is one of my all time favorites. And we need to talk about this cast. This I mean, the thing you really hit on the head is like not only are they all star cast even for the day, but when some of these people have gone on to do amazing things since. Yeah. Hmm. You know, I've, good and bad. Yeah, good, good <laughs> and bad. Yes. Uh, all right. So I guess uh, I guess we have. To, I guess. All right, Lindsay Lohan. Oh, Lindsay. Lin- oh, I'm so pained. I'm not. I'm not a Lindsay Lohan fan in yeah. general. Like she was probably one of the things that was keeping me from seeing this movie for as long as I mm. did because I was it's just understandable. I'm like, yeah. I don't know if I'm really into the whole Lindsay Lohan thing. You know, the Parent Trap did nothing for me. I've I've to date not seen Freaky Friday and oh, <laughs> will likely go the really rest good. of my life without seeing Freaky Friday. <laughs> Yeah, and I obviously the stuff she's done since has sort of been. I mean, she's done some questionable roles, and yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a really big Lindsay Lohan fan. Uh, but I, playing Katie Heron, I think she did fine for the role. I find myself as I watch the movie not falling into the the normal inherent gut feel of not liking Lindsay Lohan that I get, and actually finding myself being a little bit compelled with the Katie Heron character. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess for that, she did a great job. I mean, comedic wise, some of her jokes stuck. There, there was a couple of a couple of gags in there that just didn't didn't work. And they were usually centered around Katie Heron. Uh, the one that I immediately think of that I almost just wish never made the film is there's the scene where the four of them are walking down the hallway and Katie like falls in the garbage can. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And then they just cut away. And even now I'm watching, like, I really such don't a, get what they were going for there. Such a brilliant physical comedian, that Lindsay. Yeah. Holland, you know? <laughs> how, how did that make the cut? What were the other takes like? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that, that was my, I don't know if anybody really wants to talk about Lindsay Lohan. She, she was the star, but she didn't shine the brightest in this movie for me. Yeah. No, she doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not to skim over the the four main girls, but I, I've heard and read, as I'm sure you two have, the different casting considerations that they made. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, and I, I've you know a lot of different the four of them were considered for different parts of those four. I I think they got it right. I, I don't think the movie works if you switch around any of of the of the actresses. I think they were all perfect in those parts. At least at least as part of the the plastics, they all fit perfectly to my mind. Yeah, honestly, it was it was brilliant casting all around. Yeah, I mean, like for like Gretchen Wieners was written for and only considered Lacey Chabert for the part. Yeah, I mean, just that's some straight up said it was written for her. Um, I want to say, let's see, Amanda Seyfried didn't she read for Katie Heron? I believe yeah. so, yeah. and they they basically thought she would be better for the quote dumb yeah. girl. <laughs> yeah, this this was uh this was Amanda Seyfried's first uh film role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she had been uh, in in soap operas before this point, and then yeah. she went on, and uh, she has since gone on to do many amazing great things. Yeah. It wasn't originally Lindsay going to be Regina? Lindsay yeah, was originally was supposed yeah. to be Regina, and um. Rachel McAdams was originally also reading for Katie Heron, but they thought Rachel McAdams came off so sweet she'd do much better as playing a terrible person. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine it the other way around. No, it wouldn't it wouldn't be watchable. I don't know. I don't think so either. Yeah. I, I just I couldn't see it and I No. They did the right um so alright, so let's just let's scroll into that. Rachel McAdams as Regina George. Evil taking a human form. Yeah. <laughs> uh Ah yes. I even like the name, you know, like you've got the double sort of royal uh, thing yeah, going on Regina there. Yeah, Regina means queen. <laughs> yeah, and George, of course, being a very yeah. <laughs> common name of kings, it's uh, well well played there. Um, Gretchen Wieners, I <laughs> I always just thought that was the name that they <laughs> came up with just because it <laughs> sounded funny. Uh, and and Gretchen is one of those names. I, I don't know about you guys. To me, that it, it always it fit, it suits an unpleasant person. No no offense to any Gretchen. Out there, but also well done uh, writing wise. Yeah. Now, one thing I've never quite looked up because I don't want to ruin the magic of it, but I don't know the name of the actual person who invented toaster strudel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to. I think I prefer. I, I prefer to. You know, not know. Yeah. 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 All right. So going going down the plastics. All right, I think we've just covered Gretchen Wieners. Uh, Lacey Chabert, perfect. Absolutely perfect yeah. for the. I mean, she does not. I think get credit for the the range that she can actually act. And that's a shame. I think she was a she was a Party of Five alum, right? She played the yes. the little girl in Party of Five. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she was on like Family Guy. I think she she voiced Meg for the the first season that nobody likes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Then she was finally replaced by Mila Kunis, who I, I was I think better for Meg, honestly. Yeah. Not to knock Stacey Chabert. Yeah. But. She can get the manic thing down a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. It works for that cat character. But. I also read that Lacey voiced in the um, Star Wars Old Republic games. And yeah, I didn't and, know that. And the Wild Thornberries too, I think. I, I'm yeah. not 100% I mean, she's yeah. got a long list on IMDb. <laughs> Is there a Disney connection here? Do we have to hit I, that? Yeah, uh... I was going to ask, Greg. <laughs> Well, I did. I did peek through just to see if there was anything that was that really stuck out to me, and it doesn't look like she did Aww. any. Yeah, which really surprised me because she does a ton of voice work. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, I don't. I don't see any. I don't see any Disney Junior connections. I. I. I'm sorry. <laughs> no maybe we'll, we'll find. Like maybe we'll find one organically weeks. later in the show. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I. Uh, no, wait. I'm sorry. I must. I must go back on that. As I just peeked through her IMDb page, and yeah, I've seen this episode. Uh, she did play Gabby the giraffe on an episode of Doc McStuffins. So, well, there you go. See, so that's the thing with Doc McStuffins. You can usually find one because they have new toys show up every single episode, and they get some surprising names in to play the toys. You know, you, you know Jeffrey. Oh, Jeffrey Tambert's played roles. Um, uh, uh, Tom Cavanaugh has played roles on. You listen, you're like, is that is that Tom Cavanaugh as as the Jack in the Box? <laughs> wow yeah so, there we go Lacey Chabert good job uh let's see who's next uh Amanda Seyfried uh, we've covered her so Lizzie Kaplan is Janice Ian yes uh this was 
I didn't even I recognize her. her. Not, yeah. I, I had to look her up after the film was over to, to, to go, oh, that's Lizzie no, Kaplan. I've, I've seen Cloverfield, and I didn't realize that was her until it, I came it across was my, it today. It was my second viewing of Cloverfield when I realized, and I'm, I'm looking really closely at them, I'm like, is that Janice Ian? Yeah, she's really good. I, I love her character. Yeah, she I, looks so different in this than she does in everything oh, yeah. else she's been in. Yeah. yeah. By the way, I had no idea that Janice Ian was a real person. <laughs> I didn't either. No clue. So for those of you listening and here we're talking, don't know, Google it. <laughs> I'm not here to teach you. No, not go. hold your hand. Yeah, go, go learn about it. She was a feminist. I, I gave you the footnotes. <laughs> All right, there. <laughs> Helped you out. But yeah, she's, um, I keep seeing her and stuff and, and she comes up and I have to look closely because she, she does look so different. Uh, I think the latest thing she's in, she's in some show. I think it's on Showtime called Masters of Sex. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I have not seen a single episode of that, but I've seen commercials for it. So that counts for something, I guess. And I think she was going to be in the sequel to uh, to Now You See Me. She was replacing uh, Isla Fisher. Oh. Now You See Me okay. too, Lula. Lula, yeah. yeah. So there you go. I, I'm just peeking at, like, she's been in a bunch of movies. Some of these movies I've seen, and I didn't recognize her in them. Which hey, She was in True Blood. I didn't know that. Neither did I. Yeah, and I've seen her in it, and I'd totally forgotten what character she plays. So she couldn't have been that Amy. memorable. Oh, you you lost me there. <laughs> it says she's been in like six episodes, and honestly, yeah. I'm, I've I've seen like one or one and a half of seasons of True Blood. I don't know, so I may not even have seen her. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, she's got a long list on IMDb too. Yeah, she's been in a ton of stuff, so you know, good for her. Damien, played by uh, Daniel Francis. <laughs> yeah, this guy, I I didn't I didn't know him from a hole in the ground. I have seen part of the film Party Monster. I've always wanted to get back around to seeing it. And the scenes that he's in and that are great too. He he actually has some of the best line delivery in this yeah. movie. <laughs> I gotta. The only other thing he's been in that I recognize him from is he was on one episode of Burn Notice. But uh, I've seen all of Burn Notice many, many times. And so when I saw his credit on Burn Notice as Dougie, it's kind of <laughs> sad. I immediately knew who Dougie was and what episode and which season and what his character arc was. And uh, so, yeah, I think I like him as an actor. He's uh, he's just never re- really been able to get a breakout role. And he says, like, playing Damien actually kind of typecast him a little bit. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. that. You know, because he's he he's a big guy. And so you would think he would really be playing like, the, you know, these these tough guys and these mobsters and stuff like that. But then after Damien, because he, he plays Damien so spot on. Yeah. That he said he was just he had trouble after that trying to, to get uh, any roles. That's a shame how actors like the the better they do, the more they can almost get like, screwed over by it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you, you yeah, really feel really for good. him because he, he, he has a range to him, but yeah, you, you you go with what you got. All right. Uh let's get to some of the adults. I don't know if there's any other uh all right, so Aaron Samuels. Uh I, I got to be honest with you. Gun to my head five years ago. If you had asked me who played Aaron Samuels, I would have said Zac Efron. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, but no, Jonathan Bennett. So then I looked at his IMDb because that's what I do, and I mm-hmm. thought, wow, is there anything else that he's done that I've seen or would see or would ever be another hero talk? And the answer to that question is no. I only know him from funny. Veronica Mars. That, well, that's, that's it. Really, I've, I've been on a Veronica Mars kick and rewatching the series, and he popped up, and I was like. Darren, like I just, I just <laughs> yeah. know him as Mean Girls. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't actually see uh, Veronica Mars. Oh, I love that show. But yeah, that he's got quite a list. But I mean, he was a lot in an of episode of Smallville. Oh well. Oh wow. Yeah, not that that means much to me because I was, I hadn't really watched Smallville at, at that point in time. Um, yeah, I've honestly never seen it either. I'm looking. I, he was in like the prequel movie to The Dukes of Hazard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. He played yep. Bo Duke. Uh, he played Van Wilder in the prequel movie to Van Wilder, the freshman year. Yeah. So, I mean, that's I I I mean, he's, he's a working actor. He he stars in several things every single year. So good on him for that. But a lot of his stuff, I would I would never see. And the thing is, I I like him in it. He's normally like when you have like the cute heartthrob guy, I instinctually dislike that person. <laughs> yeah. So they really did a good job making me actually like Aaron Samuels because mm. my my initial instinct is to not. Right. He very easily right. could have just been like the annoying jock guy who every girl loves, but he had like he was a nice guy ultimately. He wasn't a jerk and he, you know, he liked Katie more when she was just herself. So they really made him a lot more endearing where he could have just been the the jock, you know, the yeah. hot jock and that's it. 
So that was cool. Yeah, we, we've seen this character played in several different movies in ways mm-hmm. that are not endearing. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and oh, yeah. so, I mean, half of that's on Tina Fey because she knows how to write. But half of that's on Aaron Samuels for making it work. So Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, so we have Tina Fey plays, Tina Fey plays Ms. Nordberry. <laughs> I, I, I don't really have anything else to say about that. She did a fine job. She played yep. Tina Fey. Sort a, of always plays the same role. Yeah, it's not stuff, a stretch but, for her, but she really, you know, she yeah. nailed it. You know. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Good job, Tim Meadows. Uh, really funny as Mr. Duvall. Yeah. And now I don't know if you guys have ever even ventured an attempt. <laughs> I know where you're going. <laughs> to see Mean Girls too. I have not. I. Uh, but I know he's in it. He is in it. I believe he is like the one carryover character from Mean mm-hmm. Girls to Mean Girls 2. Does How he have it? a cast in it? <laughs> uh, he does not, no. That funny story about the cast. So he broke his arm right before filming Mean Girls, and so they just wrote it in. And so it's a funny joke that his arm's in a cast the entire school year. Because obviously, like, if you have carpal tunnel once, you wouldn't wear a full cast like that the whole year. But. <laughs> So how is two? I made it 15 minutes. Yeah, okay. Then I turned it off and I said, no, I'm done. Never again. I did see that Claire Holt is in Mean Girls 2, and not to get on a tangent, but I do really like her. And she's in, like, Vampire Diaries and a couple of other things I've seen. So that kind of made me want to give it a shot, but maybe not. If I don't you know only that. lasted 15 minutes. Yeah. If anything <laughs> that made Mean Girls endearing, Mean Girls 2 lacked. Yeah. Okay. To, to be, I, I don't know how else to describe it. It's right. You, you don't really have the, the really funny dynamic that was there. Uh, you don't, it, it was just, they, they tried so hard, but it just, it fell into the same kind of muck that most of these teen movies get into. Where it's like, I'll pay you to be her friend. And then we really like each other, but there's no communication. And so we, you no. Know, <sighs> It just it wasn't there. I I hear that somebody else from Mean Girls was also in Mean Girls too, but it wasn't like a main character, so oh, okay. I couldn't tell you who it was. Uh, even looking over the 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 cast list for Mean Girls two, still couldn't tell you who it was. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, but Principal Duval really stuck out because when he shows up and you're like, oh man, Tim Pedo's <laughs> Tim. hard Tim. up for that paycheck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Now Amy Poehler played uh, Regina George's mom. <laughs> Uh, so Amy yeah. Poehler's like seven years older than Rachel McAdams and yes. playing her mom. <laughs> but it works. But she's a cool mom. Yeah, she's not a it regular really mom. She's a she's cool, cool mom. mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, oh, with the boob job and the dog chewing on him. Oh, no. I actually, yeah. I, I read that they like pinned a little piece of meat in there so yeah. that the dog would go at it. <laughs> yeah, they, they pinned uh, the meat under under uh, to her bra so the dog would bite at it. That's, yeah, I love the jokes about her boobs, and then when she hugs Katie, Katie's like, "Ow!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. She I mean, was a fun character. It's it's crazy how young she looks yeah. in this movie because mm-hmm. I've I've seen her more recently in my head uh, in uh, Parks and Recreation. Yeah. So she's sort of always kind of cemented as Leslie Nope, and um, she also played Joy in Inside Out. So that's a fun. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Did a good job there, but um, yeah, I it, Leslie Nope always kind of sits there, and I haven't seen Sisters yet. I want to. I I have the Blu-ray. I will see it eventually. But she just she looked so much younger. It's really crazy how like just ten fifteen years ago, Amy Poehler does not look like Amy Poehler. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. Well, okay. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for contributing to that conversation, keeping the ball rolling. <laughs> I mean, I don't appreciate it. <laughs> She does look very different. I, I don't know what to add, and I don't know why. I want to. Oh, that's good. Tricks, just leave so. me. I can't. Just, I can't I quite to... put my finger on it. <laughs> Trying to I break new ground tricks. here, and you guys are just. Oh, yeah, you're right, Greg. Just monologue. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to like, shatter boundaries. Yeah, just riding the status quo. No, right. you know what it is. It's, if she says it in the movie, she says, "You keep me young." It's only because of who she was hanging out with. That's why she looks younger. <laughs> yeah. See, mm. see, I'm helping you. <laughs> I thought it was it was a funny gag, like uh, Regina's little sister in the background of those shots. She's like watching the most inappropriate things on TV and mimicking them, like Girls Gone Wild, flashing the TV. Yeah, that was that was yeah. wrong on so many levels. So wrong. Yeah, there's stuff going wrong in that household, which is probably why your parents totally don't sleep in the same bed anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, that whole household's a mess. Yeah, I agree. All right, so Katie's mom and Katie's dad. Now, Katie's mom's played by Anna Gasteyer. Yeah, another Saturday NS- Live alum. NSL uh, alum. Sorry, SNL. All right, so she's uh, another SNL alumni. 
Um, I I kind of wish that she had more to do. Her and Neil Flynn. Neil Flynn uh, plays Katie's dad. Now, Neil Flynn, most people know him from Scrubs when he played the janitor. Yeah. Oh. Uh, he's also, I think he's been on uh, The Middle almost longer than he's been on Scrubs at this point. The Middle's been going on for what's well, going on its seventh season now where he plays Mike Heck. Have you guys seen The Middle? I have not. No, I don't think no, I've uh, seen him in Scrubs anything else. Scrubs is really uh, what I know him from primarily. Yeah. I uh, I started getting into the middle last year, and I actually I like it quite a bit. It's uh so in the middle it's it's Neil Flynn and Deborah from Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah, Patricia Heaton. Caden, yeah. So Patricia Heaton, Mike, and, and and Neil Flynn. So they play the the mom and the dad on that show, and it's really funny because at first when you hear the premise, you're like, so it's the janitor from Scrubs and Deborah from everyone you, <laughs> they're married. I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna really go for this, uh, but as it turns out, no, it's actually really funny. So yeah, I've heard really great things about it. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Yeah. Same with Scrubs. Yeah, I I like Scrubs. It's the, the one piece of advice I have for Scrubs, and and I cannot overstate this. Um, once you get past season eight of Scrubs, don't watch season nine. Don't, <laughs> yeah. don't turn yeah. it on. Don't I watch episode that. one. Don't get curious. Don't decide. Well, how bad could it be? It will literally ruin your memory of the rest of Scrubs. Oh no. Yeah, yeah that's epic a, bad. It was a I, bad idea on their part. I w- I watched about halfway through the first episode, and I said, no, this this just takes a dump on everything I've ever loved about Scrubs. So we're not just talking like, oh, a writer left and it's different now. We're talking like epic levels of they ruined it. Yes. Right? Okay. Yes. Gotcha. Ep- epic would be an understatement. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> yeah, so seconded. My, my little piece of advice for you, completely outside of the scope of Mean Girls. Uh, one of the sad things about it is Neil Flynn is actually, uh, in terms of improv actors, uh, there is no one better. Uh, Neil Flynn improved most of his lines. They were mostly ad-libs on, on Scrubs. Uh, <laughs> I, I hear tell there were some po- points in Scrubs where the script would actually just say whatever Neil says. <laughs> wow. They just That's it, talent. Yeah, just 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 yeah. react to it, and then the cast yeah. will have them react to whatever you say. Yeah. But we're not going to try to tell you what to say. Just say whatever. I have to wonder because Anna Gastier is also quicker on her feet. Whether or not they just let those two do whatever they wanted for the parent part. I mean, they didn't, as you said, they didn't have a lot of lines. But uh, you have to wonder whether they just let them ran with it and just pick the best of it. I, I I almost say no because they didn't have anything that was especially funny or comical or you know. I mean, the it's one such thing, a lost opportunity. It, it really is because like you can even see the little bit of humor like when when Katie's mom is explaining to the principal that like she's grounded, but he let her out. And Neil just kind of does this shrug, like, I didn't know what round you Like, obviously, that wasn't in the script. That's just Neil being Neil. But, you know, I, you almost wish you could have just let them go. And, oh, it's, it's too bad because they're, they're really funny. And I would have really liked to have seen them have more scenes. But, I mean, this was a pretty full movie as it was. You couldn't – you needed to keep the pacing going. You needed to keep it moving. So, you know, you do what you got to do. Yeah. All right, so uh, I think we're done with the with the cast for now. So let's let's talk about the meat of the story. Now this this movie was rated PG thirteen. It came really close to getting an R rating. They had to cut some things. Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen yeah. I've seen some of the scenes yeah. that they deleted out. Because, I mean, as it was, like you you watch it and you're like, well, it doesn't seem like it's so bad because like the language isn't bad. Right. Um. Other than I guess what some of the things that they call each other can be kind of nasty, but in terms of your your traditional curse words, there's not a lot in there. No. 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 Not certainly not excessive amounts of it anyway. Yeah. I mean, there are, there are no f bombs dropped at all. No. But there is a lot of uh, overt underage drinking. Yes. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> that get you an R, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. That that. I mean, obviously it doesn't because you still see it in, in the PG-13 version. And there's a lot of in, – in the movie that's PG-13, there's a lot of allusions to teen sex. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, in, and I've seen it in some of the deleted scenes. Like it's it's very overt in the in some of the scenes they had to cut for ratings, uh, the, the representatives uh, – the representations of sex. Uh, one thing that had to be changed in particular is there's the girl who made out with the hot dog. Uh-huh. And the original <laughs> cut was masturbated with the hot dog. <laughs> 
you could sort of yeah. see where they're going there. And then there's there's one scene I think with Gretchen and Karen talking to each other. Gretchen's talking about how she plans to have sex with uh, uh, like Jason that night. And uh, so there was another scene that was cut where when Katie walks in on Gretchen and Jason in the bathroom at the party in her house, and she's they're supposed to be having oral sex. They mm-hmm. changed it to making out. So stuff like that. So, I mean, it, it really, I guess it's stuff that in and of itself would, wouldn't think would put it PG 13. But when you put it in the context of these are like, these are teens and not even like age 18 teens. Like sometimes the movies get away with that when they, they have them be seniors and they're like, yeah, but they're all 18. So it's okay. Right. And this, I mean, they're decidedly less than 18. So I think I could see where they were going there. Yeah. They're all yeah. like what? Yeah. Like 16. Yeah, I think they're supposed to be 16 in this movie, so. Yeah. I like that it, that it's on the line, though. It, c- it could have been tamed down too much, and I like that they didn't do that. Yeah, you really, you can't tame it down too much, because you do want to have a, a, a realistic representation of just how truly horrifying high school is. <laughs> and now, I don't know how true it is, because uh, I did not go to a high school that was as affluent as this high school was. <laughs> Well, fun fact, I was did. homeschooled, so yeah. I'm, yeah. So were you like I the weird know. spelling bee homeschool or <laughs> the uh, the Remington 15 rifle homeschool? You know what's funny is I always watch that scene where she's like, oh, everyone assumes they're like w- weirdly religious or this or that, and they show like a couple of different weird kids. I'm just a lazy gamer. That That's the product of my homeschool is I like sitting home and playing video games. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So yeah, I'm I'm luckily not any of those representations, but yeah, I, I missed out on the crazy horrific high school days. Yeah, which I'm okay I, with. Again, now this is actually I think North Shore is based on a real high school that exists uh, yes. just outside Chicago, which is serves a very affluent section of 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 Illinois. Uh, I don't know what that's like. Like the idea that people are coming from mansions to get to school and driving their own cars in. Like, I, I don't know. I, I kind of went to a rural high school. We were not that big. Mm-hmm. So it's really yeah. kind of outside my understanding. Now, obviously it's a movie. So I get that there's, you know, it's, it's not a truly accurate representation. I, now, I understand. I, but. Coming from LA, I do have friends that were talked about how at their high schools, they knew a bunch of people that would, that would drive themselves every day and like be and you know Alexis and, and this and that and so that does happen depending on the area you're in yeah wow really yeah um I know okay. <laughs> I know it, it seems like it's one of those things that would only be in the movies but depending on the area that can happen I guess maybe it happens so yeah <laughs> sure okay uh yeah so most of it was filmed uh in Toronto however mm-hmm. I think the the Uh-oh. main mall scene was filmed in Toronto although the mall they reference actually is a real mall so there's oh, your little oh, I didn't know that yeah, there's your trivia and the pancake house also a real pancake house oh nice. <laughs> and that was their actual logo that was on the coupon <laughs> <laughs> wow they did their homework didn't they they sure did yeah <laughs> That's that's my little that's my trivia for you. you go I ahead. like that. Did Under, you know? Yeah, little did you know. <laughs> uh, so I, in terms of the movie, I it was it was funny all around. I I want to say Amy Poehler kind of stole the show anytime she was involved in it though. Like, <laughs> yeah, totally. I really felt like anytime she was in the scene, I was watching Amy Poehler and not the rest of everybody else. Yeah, like when Regina's getting her photos done with her date. Yeah. I, I, oh, she's, I'm she's just trying that. to sneak in the <laughs> shot with <for> them. <laughs> That's all I'm looking at is her. Yeah. Yeah. Or when they're doing their, their Christmas dance and she's, she's videotaping it, but she's like doing the choreography with them in the aisles. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to be a part of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's so good. That, uh, the, the Christmas, the Christmas dance is probably one of my favorite scenes just cause it's horribly inappropriate. And you add to that the implication <laughs> that this is the same dance they've been doing since they were freshmen. Yeah. <laughs> we do this every year. <laughs> yeah. You, just, you see him do it, and like when, especially when like they do some overt dance moves, and like just the the reaction shots from Neil Flynn when he's like, yes. "What?" <laughs> <laughs> they slap their legs as they spread. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's awkward. But his look, his the look on his face is classic. It's so mm. funny. Yeah, and th- that was all. That was also the scene. That was that was the scene where we get we get stop trying to make fetch happen. Because <laughs> right, it's not going to happen. I love the look <laughs> on her face. 
She's so upset. <laughs> yeah, well, we've only we we the audience have only heard heard uh, Gretchen say fetch what twice before that point. Yeah, yeah, that was the third time we'd heard it. But yeah. you have to figure Gretchen probably dropped that thing. I mean, at least at least yeah. once a week. There's a backstory there, and that it makes it oh, even yeah. funnier. All right, so I mean, the big thing, and, and we 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 need to talk about this is probably the most quotable movie outside of Ghostbusters. That I I think I've ever seen. Like no other time have I watched a movie outside of Ghostbusters where almost every line of it was something quotable that you could just pull out and would still be funny. Well, I would argue Dumb and Dumber is one too, but yes, Mean Girls is mm-hmm. way up there. I mean, I, I seriously feel like every scene is something that's quotable. Yeah. And as you said at the start of this, we've had conversations on Twitter that was literally nothing but gifts or quotes or whatever of Mean <laughs> yeah. Girls back and forth. And we had legit conversations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and long ones too. We're not talking yeah. short conversations. And yeah, it no. wasn't like in correct order in the movie. We weren't reenacting, you know, scenes. It was like just random quotes throughout the whole movie mixed in and it was just epic. <laughs> <laughs> Every time it happens, I'm dying laughing. It, it was, yeah. I usually go through and I save up some in my phone so I have like responses saved for when... Arsenal. For my arsenal for the next time something comes out but oh yeah i I mean regina just like saying shut up is probably (laughs) one of my favorite um because that was the shut up when she was like just saying i'm trying to lose three pounds and like nobody says anything and she gives them the death stare and like what are you talking about you're so skinny and she's like shut up shut up (laughs) yeah i love the one when she's like it's not my fault you're so obsessed with me that's a good one too (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh don't have sex because you will get pregnant and die. <laughs> we'll get chlamydia and die. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. The one that the one that got me and I, <laughs> oh, yeah. I I don't I don't know whether this one got you equally, but I, I was on the floor just how random it was, is they're all in the girls' washroom, including um uh oh, I've forgotten his name now. Damien. Damien. And this <laughs> shorter sort of dumb. Oh, oh my gosh, Danny shit. DeVito, I love your work. Oh my god, Danny DeVito. <laughs> Like, I love your work. And it and it like the scene ends after that. It was just like the perfect capper, like just catty, like random aside. But oh man, it got me. Like I yeah. if I wasn't convinced I was gonna like it, the movie at that point, I was pretty sold. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh man. Yeah. It's 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 extremely quotable. Like I'm just I look through the quotes of the movie and I think yeah I've 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 said that one to people in in conversation. <laughs> Or the one where they're, where they're talking about, like, they're talking about the Halloween costumes, like, basically how some girls just wear, like, lingerie with animal ears. Mm-hmm. And so then, you know, Karen shows up, and she's wearing just a teddy. That's literally it. She's wearing a teddy. Yeah. And you're like, what are you supposed to be? And she points, like, I'm a mouse. Duh. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> it's just, she's so indignant about it. <laughs> yeah. I love when she's getting so confused about her, um, about her cousin. Oh yeah, but... Gretchen's like, no, that's not right. No, honey. No. <laughs> <laughs> and so she still right. like waves and goes over like, hey, Sean. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I love, and I've I've used this one with you before. The crying girl from the from the assembly, where it's like, I wish we could all get along. Like, <laughs> I could make a cake filled with rainbows and smiles. And then Damien, who for some reason is at the girls' assembly, just yells, she doesn't even go here. (laughs) I've used both of those separately. The girl crying and Damien, she doesn't even go here. Gruel. Gruel. (laughs) Gruel. Yeah. Um, and then Tim Tim Meadows is so like I did not leave the South Side for this. Oh hell! No. <laughs> <Yeah>. Hell no. <laughs> uh, yeah. That that when the uh, girls because they 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 played this shot a couple of times and I I think they almost didn't need to where inside Katie's head she would sort of envision the the students as though it was the animal as wild animals. Yeah. yeah. Right. And the problem with it is they overused the, these those scenes in the trailer, which really didn't present a very accurate view of what the movie was trying to do. Yeah, because I, I remember those in all the TV spots. They always showed the kids acting like animals, and you're like, "Oh, what? What are they going for here?" I don't. That would make it look stupid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, every single trailer had Lindsay Lohan going in the garbage can and the kids acting like animals. <laughs> does yeah. not present an accurate view of exactly the depth of this movie. Yeah, that seems like how they would represent the sequel, from what I've heard from you. Yeah, so... <laughs> this is the best we got. Yeah, so, but they play it off so that when you finally get, like, the scene where the girls have gone wild. <laughs> the girls yeah. have gone wild. Yeah. 
when you finally get to that scene, it's almost like she's trying to like shake it off, but she can't shake it off. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's I, I just didn't really think you needed that because I think it was fairly obvious to the audience at that point that, that wasn't a, a Katie hallucination. That was, you know, that was the real thing. And although that was a funny scene when like, you know, the, the one boy's like, Mom, can you come pick me up? I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what it was, but the, the a lot of the gold in the film took place in the gymnasium. That just seemed to be like. Every gym scene is pretty, uh, pre- pretty good start to finish too. I love when he's going. I will keep you here all night. And she goes. We can only keep them here till four. I will keep you here till four. <laughs> and then that girl. Oh, that girl. I can't help it that I have a heavy flow and a wide set yeah. vagina. And he's like, yeah. oh, I can't. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Nordberry. You're a successful young woman. What, I am. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. I really hope that that real high school is not is not like that because these what these girls do to each other is awful. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Really bad. Yeah. They have the assembly and it, like they're like I really think I'm getting through them. I'm like yeah, you're not going to get through to anybody with a quick assembly like that. Mm-mm. You know, especially nope. you know like there's at one point especially where where uh, Janice Ian does her thing you know, like that that didn't actually solve anything. But they love her. It becomes they, like a they, mosh pit. They chanted her name when they threw her up in the air for all the terrible things that she did to <laughs> Gina, which seems like was the opposite of what they were trying for. Yeah. <laughs> they are trying to get away from the girl on girl crime. <laughs> but anyway, Janice Ian was weird, though. You know, she, she came back and fall from I... high school. She got all the hair cut off, was totally weird. And I guess now she's on crack. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Oh, I love Janice. I want to hang out with her. <laughs> she does seem like she'd be fun to hang out with although if i'm being perfectly honest she probably wouldn't want to hang out with me yeah. although maybe she's a fan of hero talk who knows probably maybe in my own arbitrary hypothetical reality she would be a fan see because it'd be like it'd be like that hipster thing like oh i know this one podcast it's really good you've probably never heard of it <laughs> i don't really know what i'm talking about <laughs> that would make my day if she listened to hero talk that would that would make my day Again, what what are we talking about? I don't know. We're just yeah. on a Mean Girls high. Just yeah, we're just, just kind of like, tangent. remember how awesome that movie was? Yeah. I don't know. Lizzie Having Kaplan, if you listen to Hero Talk, give us a shout out on Twitter or something. Yes, please. Oh, another little fun fact that at the very end of the of the movie when there was a song at the dance and she Lindsay Lohan said, I actually know this song. Well, the, uh, the, yeah. the performer of that song was Sam Ronson, who Lindsay Lohan then went on to date. So. Yep. Oh, really? Okay. There you go. Oh, something. Look at all the stuff I know about this movie. <laughs> You're a pro. I am you know so more than I do. <laughs> Is there a special edition a Blu-ray version or something that'll come out is someday? Is it on Blu-ray that, yet? I don't know on if Blu-ray. it's on Blu-ray. I don't think it is. Hmm. I, I haven't seen it on Blu-ray. There's I, something to look forward to. Um, no, here's coming out, though. I will say there is a musical. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, what? That is, that is <laughs> yep. that Tina Fey has written, and they're planning to release it uh, in 2019 uh, for the 15-year anniversary of Mean Girls. Oh, wow. That, that is fact. That is fact. Yep. And if, I would uh, probably go see it. If, if tr- Stop Trying to Make Fetch Happen isn't one of the songs, then that's a travesty. <laughs> that needs to be in there. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a musical kind of person, but I would be willing to see this one. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty finicky with my musical taste, although most musicals I see generally were once Disney films. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... <laughs> Those those are sort of musical just for the sake of being, and I have seen Frozen uh, to date over two hundred times. Wow! So I I imagine if there was a Frozen musical, I would end up seeing it. Although I don't believe there is yet. Oh, it's only a matter of time. It really yeah, is. Or 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 a Frozen on Ice, which I mean, <laughs> yeah, there, I believe, I believe Frozen on Ice does exist in some form okay. or another. Well, if it didn't by now, <laughs> it really should. Like if that's that's just a low hanging fruit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I think I think we've reached the time on Hero Talk where we can talk about what our our favorite parts of Mean Girls were. Um. So Jeff, since you're the newcomer, yeah. <laughs> um. I'm gonna I'm gonna start with you. What 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 was yeah. your favorite part of, of Mean? Well, look, I I've mentioned that that DeVito line, which uh, yeah, <laughs> still gets me every time. But uh, I don't know. There's just there's just something about Tim Metals losing it in in the uh, in the hallway when everything's going bedlam. Uh, when the when the one of the girls is hanging from the door and he tries <laughs> to help her down and she kicks him and he just <laughs> he just he loses it and smashes the fire alarm. I just oh just priceless. And of course everyone. 
everyone screams and about their hair and clothes being ruined afterwards. It's just, uh, it's just perfect. Uh, I, I don't. <laughs> it's not the most comedic scene in the film, but uh, I just. For for Tim Meadows alone, I, I I can't really go past it. Yeah, no, I I can see that Tim Tim Meadows is funny, and that was he definitely played that picture perfect. All right, uh, Jen, what what was your favorite part of Mean Girls? Oh gosh, you know I was thinking about this actually a lot today in preparing for this, and it's almost impossible for me to pick a favorite scene because I literally love the movie start to finish, but I do love the Christmas dance like we were talking about. And uh, I I love everything about her her like first day at school being completely clueless. I love all of the early stuff where, you know, they mention Ashton Kutcher and she's like, although I don't know if that was the first day, but they mention Ashton Kutcher and she goes, "Is that a band?" <laughs> and I just I love when she's like really clueless in the beginning and she tries to go to the bathroom not knowing she needs the lavatory pass. And I just I, I really like all of that where she's just like completely clueless. So, yeah, yeah. I, but I, I literally love the whole movie. It's like impossible for me to pick one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> so I won't. There you go. Oh, I did. I, I, I mentioned I, two <laughs> scenes that I really like. Uh, okay. Um, so now it's my turn. So my favorite scene, it's, this was really hard. And I mean, really hard to pick my favorite scene because mm-hmm. I, there are so many and I might have to have a, a couple of, of honorable mentions, uh, but so let me start. Let me start with a couple honorable mentions. So the the one, of course, is Coach Carr because he just made me laugh, and especially the scene. <laughs> like anytime he's teaching sex ed was funny, and of course the scene where like he's he you know he's pulling Trang Pak and and I, the other girl uh, off of each other, and then the principal comes out and sees him. He's like, Coach Carr, step away from the underage girls. <laughs> <laughs> and then even later they have the throwback to it, like this. You know they mention the burn book, and they're like, Coach Carr has fled school property. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, that was fun. Uh, the Christmas dance was fun, but from that, I think I, I was much more a fan of just at the end when they're like, when, when Regina just goes off and she's like, stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. She's so mad about it. And like Gretchen just snaps after that and has that whole tirade about Julius Caesar and Brutus is just as cute as Caesar. And Brutus, <laughs> like, he's so Caesar. Um, there was that, that huge call between the four of them at one point where Katie and Gretchen call Karen and then Regina's on the other on the other line and yes. talking about what they say about each other and Oh yeah. Uh but no, if I had if I had to go to my favorite part, it was uh it was at the assembly and it was when uh when the principal was saying, All right, so who's got a lady problem they'd like to share? And one girl says, like, I know everyone thinks I'm lying about being a virgin because I use an extra large tampon, but it's not my fault I have a heavy flow and a wide set vagina. <laughs> And he just has that look. He's like, "Yeah, I can't do this." <laughs> so defeated. Yeah. yeah. He, he was so optimistic. He was like, "We're gonna try to change how you ladies relate to one another." <laughs> the lady problem to share. He says, "He's like, oh, I, I can't, I can't do this." <laughs> so that's that's my favorite. Um, then of course all the Amy Poehler scenes. Also, the way she kind of like fits herself in, and oh, and she like she 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 walks in on Regina and. Uh, Oh, the guy that Regina left, uh, His left name Shane. For. Uh, Shane, yeah. Shane Oman. Yes. Shane yeah. Oman. That was another good one where she walks in and then and she's like, Oh, can I get you guys anything? A condom? You keep me young. And she walks out like, <laughs> wow. Uh, so yeah. So lo- lots of basically the part between the opening credits and the ending credits, I think could be considered my favorite part. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my, favorite scene. <laughs> minus the animal hallucinations and minus yeah. Lindsay Lohan falling in the garbage can. <laughs> Yeah, I could leave those too. Yeah, those, those, but like, so basically, it's easier for me to just exclude the parts I don't like because that's basically it. Yeah, I like everything else. So, all right, there we go. Um, I guess it's time for a score. Uh, this brings me once again to a public service announcement for all of those out there in Hero Talk Land. I don't know if I like that Hero Talk Land. Yeah, I'm sticking with it. Hero Talk Land. <laughs> Review scores are dumb and they don't matter. Uh, you've already listened to the whole podcast. You know what we think. Assigning this movie an arbitrary number is not going to help you figure out whether or not we recommend it or not. And this is a spoiler podcast. Generally speaking, if you're listening to this podcast, you've already seen Mean Girls and you've made up your own mind. That being said, now it's time to give it a score. All right. <laughs> Jen, starting with you, what would you give Mean Girls? I am going to give Mean Girls four for Glenn Coco. You go, Glenn Coco. <laughs> <laughs> And none for Gretchen Wieners. Bye. <laughs> All right. I, I really thought of using that as my score. And I, I remember thinking, like, there's no way it's going to come all the way back to me and nobody uses four for you. 
All right, uh, Jeff. <laughs> what would you give Mean Girls? Uh, I I will give uh, Mean Girls a uh, generous uh, four caltine bars, and incidentally, that works out to about four thousand calories. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're going to give Mean Girls four thousand calories, and I think that's fair. But if you just burn carbs. <laughs> yeah. carbs. Just, I, I yeah. love when she explains the calcium and she's just making up the science of it. Like, that's all water weight, you see, because you've already burned all your carbs. So now you're bu- you're building water she weight, and water then weight. you're going to lose 10 pounds just like that. <laughs> she just goes, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. And as she starts gaining weight, she never stops to consider that maybe she should stop what she's doing. <laughs> it's just, oh my God, I'm gaining weight, and I, don't, I can't stop yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Katie, these calcium bars suck. I've been eating nothing but them, and I keep gaining weight. Yeah, that, that's how they work. Yeah. <laughs> and just as a shout out, there was this really good part where, um, and it's not really funny. It was just really well acted. Where when Regina's, you know, can't fit into any of her clothes, she can't even sit with, uh, with any of her with at the table with the rest of the plastics, and she has this really defeated look. And one of the very few vulnerable scenes she has, where she's like, "These these pants are the only things that fit me right now." Yeah. All uh, right. Um, I guess it's my turn. I would give Mean Girls, uh, I guess I would give Mean Girls high status man candy, technically good physique, and an evil band of loyal followers. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice. (laughs) So, yeah, those are, those are the three main components of Regina George, which had to be defeated, as explained by Janice Ian. And one of the classic scenes where Katie Heron in full on zombie bride makeup, like, tramples in on Damien and and Janice while they're they're watching watching a movie, a horror movie. And they just start screaming. Yeah. Yeah, and the popcorn goes everywhere. Yeah, that was just funny when she just tramples in. So, good times. (laughs) All right. Um,. All right, now it's time in Hero Talk for final thoughts, and I hope you guys have them because here we go. Oh, no, Jeff, I forgot. Jeff, starting with you, final thoughts. <laughs> oh, geez, I, I don't know that I have a final thought. Other than uh, just just to mention that actually a Blu-ray version of this film was released in 2009. It doesn't look like it's widely available, but yes, it does exist out there if you want a Blu-ray version of Mean Girls. All right. You know, for just calling it up on the spot, that was a pretty good final thought. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. Jen, final thoughts. Um, I just saw Conjuring 2 in theaters. It's absolutely amazing. I love it just as much as the first, maybe even more. So go see it. All right. My final thought. I don't know how many people this applies to. I went to Storyland in New Hampshire. It was a great time. If if you're out there and you're a Hero Talk listener within driving distance of New Hampshire and you have a child somewhere between ages two to four, take them to Storyland. It was actually really fun. See? We're cool. helpful and practical here at Hero Talk. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, uh, I, oh, sorry. One final point. Uh, any, yeah. Anyone really looking to go d- deep dive into Mean Girls lore? There is a Mean Girls wikia. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> it's pretty extensive, too. I just yeah, read the Caltine Bar article before I started tonight. <laughs> I've uh, I spent a lot of time on the the, the Mean Girls wikia just reading. <laughs> Although to be fair, I spend a lot of time on most wikias just reading about things. There's, there, I mean, there's wikias for a lot of stuff out there. Yep. So, all right. Well, that was the Mean Girls Hero Talk. It might not have been what you were expecting, <laughs> but any excuse to watch Mean Girls, and I'll take it. All for right. Sure. So, I just want to thanks Jeff, Jen, thanks for coming on Hero Talk. You're welcome. Thanks for having us. All right. If you have any feedback, you can mail that to Hero Talk at Enthusiacs.com. For more of our content, including podcasts, videos, and reviews, interviews, articles, check out Enthusiacs.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at Enthusiacs. And until next time, this is Judge Greg saying, we got to crack Gretchen Wieners, we crack Gretchen Wieners, and we crack the lock on Regina's whole dirty story. Mm-hmm.